Welcome to AFS Beneath the Surface, a deep dive into the people and programs at the American Fisheries Society. I'm your host, Lauren Meza, Director of Member Programs with the AFS Staff Team. We're so excited to welcome you to this inaugural episode of our podcast. This has been in the works for a couple of months, and like any new initiative, the process has been a little daunting. So we're very happy to finally be hitting the streets, or the streaming services. So why are we doing this, and why now? To answer the last part of that question first, it's the start of a new year, which marks the time to start new projects and new initiatives. The short answer to why we're doing this is that we've heard multiple members in passing ask why AFS doesn't have a podcast, and we honestly couldn't come up with a good answer to that question. We asked ourselves if there was a need for AFS to host a podcast, since there already is a fisheries podcast. Nick Kramer started the fisheries podcast after the AFS annual meeting in Atlantic City in 2018. And Nick and his team of podcast hosts are still going strong. We then took a look at the Fisheries Podcast website to see the types of episodes and topics they were covering. While the Fisheries Podcast shares stories about people and projects in fisheries science, we are going to focus on AFS updates and events. AFS has a newsletter that's been going out every other week for, well, a long time. And we're sort of thinking about this podcast as an extension of the newsletter. We realize that different people learn and take in information by different means. Some people are readers, and our newsletter currently caters to those individuals. Others prefer to receive news by listening or just don't have the time to sit down and read through updates. Maybe you're one of those master multitaskers who likes listening to podcasts while driving, cooking, or at the gym. Or maybe you're tired of hearing your kids fighting with each other and need a break to listen to something else for a little bit. We're happy to help if any of the above are the case. In addition, it's always kind of strange to hear how much AFS members and stakeholders don't know about society programs. At the staff office, we're in the thick of things all the time, and it's our jobs to know what's new and upcoming. And sometimes we forget that most members are just trying to fit AFS activities into their schedules with their jobs and daily lives. In any case, this podcast is going to be for learning about what's new and upcoming at the American Fisheries Society. We'll feature interviews with AFS officers, award recipients, authors, staff, and more. We hope to be a source of information for upcoming AFS events and programs as well. As a member organization, we want to hear from you. If there's a question about the society you've been meaning to ask, chances are someone else has it too. And chances are that question will make a really good podcast episode. We'll do our best to find people who can answer those questions. So for now, welcome Beneath the Surface with the American Fishery Society. So Happy New Year. Very excited to introduce our first guest, AFS Director Doug Austin. Thank you, Doug, for joining us and really appreciate you being willing to be the first guest here um, because we needed to start somewhere. So first of all, welcome. And would you mind sharing a little bit about how you came to AFS as a staff member um, and how you decided that being an executive director might be, you know, a next step on your career adventure? Well, Lauren, first, thanks for having me as your first guest. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing for the future of the <laughs> podcast, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, AFS was never on my plan of things to do. In fact, I had really no idea that you could even work for AFS at one time. 
Uh, but I'd been involved in AFS since I was an undergrad at South Dakota State and you know, was with the Illinois chapter as their president, North Central Division president, involved in lots of things over the years. So AFS was by nothing, you know, by no means new to me. Just that, um, you know, it just happened that at that point in my career, I was looking for options of getting back into more fisheries work. I was working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, running their landscape conservation cooperative program down in D.C. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic program. Uh, it ended a couple years later, but um, it, it was a little bit away from what I really liked doing. And, okay. you know, some friends called me up and suggested that this position that was open at the time might be something I was interested in. And I, I initially had no interest <laughs> uh, until a few other people called and said, take a look at it. So I did. And it just happened to be a really nice fit. And it was an opportunity to, to get back and fish and really give back to a society that was really important for me throughout most of my career, but also had sort of gone apart. AFS, at least at that point, for me, was not terribly relevant. It, you know, it, it was doing the journals and it was doing its conferences, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it wasn't anything that was advancing the fisheries work that I wanted to do, which was more engaged with other societies and with the work in Washington and other things like that that could make science more relevant. Okay. And so that was part of what I wanted to do when I, I moved to AFS. Hopefully that gives everybody a little background of where you came from and you know how you got to where you are. And again, kind of an interesting shift moving from fisheries you know, into kind of an office, more office-based situation where you're dealing with a lot of different issues. Yeah. So again, Happy New Year, and we wanted this episode to be kind of a preview of what's going to happen in AFS um, in terms of programming and events of 2024. So we could probably talk about this for a couple of hours, but um, so what are a few events that are upcoming for the next year that you're excited about? The two obvious ones that probably most people listening to this podcast know about are the World Fisheries Congress coming up in March, the first time it's ever been in the United States. This is the ninth World Fisheries Congress. That's exciting. It's been, it's been close. It was in Vancouver okay. a while ago, um, but never in the U.S. and in Seattle. And we, <laughs> we have people from over 70 countries so planning cool. on attending. So it's, it's going to be literally United Nations of Fisheries, which is really fascinating and fun. And anybody who has any interest in fisheries issues outside of the little world that they might be living in right now, this is a place to be. Meeting people from you know, virtually every continent, probably except Antarctica. I'm, I'm expecting <laughs> we have somebody from every other continent. In fact, I'm sure we do. Oh, we can probably uh, find somebody from Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, we might. So, I mean, that'll be just really a, a fun and fascinating event. And, you know, a graduate school course in worldwide fisheries issues right there over the four days. So that's the so big cool. thing. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Honolulu, which um, FS hasn't been in Honolulu in decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we were there once about 40, 50 years ago. Which is uh, kind of impressive that it happened 40 or 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, I need to check that, actually. <laughs> be embarrassing for me to get the wrong information on it. But we've got a new Pacific Islands chapter that just got started this past year. Uh, we had one about 20 years ago. It was just a Hawaii chapter. And then it dissolved just because of 
limited number of peoples out there, but fisheries has grown again. Mm -hmm. The universities are adding new positions. The federal agencies are out there. A lot of new NGOs are working out there. The hopeful product of both the chapter, the new chapter, and the conference out there is to really build an AFS presence in the region as a sort of a convening vehicle for fisheries people to gather and exchange information and build new collegial relationships and all those sorts of things that AFS is really good at doing. So sure. those are the two big things. There's lots of other smaller things going on, but those are probably the two biggest things. That's exciting. That's a, that's a lot going on just with those two meetings. It's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So what about new or updated programs within AFS on you know either the publication side or the policy side? What else is coming down the pike? Well, a couple big things. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that we're we're working on sort of redefining professional development to continue education. And, and Lauren, you're heavily involved in this, <laughs> of course. Uh, but, but it's really sort of exciting because we have a, a workshop that we're putting on, a planning workshop, a strategic visioning sort of workshop to look at continuing education, professional development, actually across the conservation natural resources profession. So we're bringing in people from universities, from federal agencies, from state agencies, A number of fish chiefs or assistant chiefs will be with us. Deliverers of CE, like the management assistance team out of AFWA, the National Conservation Leadership Institute, the National Conservation Training. So all these people, about 25 people, be gathering together down in beautiful northern Virginia, (laughs) suburbs of Washington, D.C. at Tyson's (laughs) Corner, for two days of trying to help figure out how to better collectively develop coordinate and present professional development opportunities to our members and others. And so, I mean, this challenge is really important, particularly, and I come from a state background. I worked 20 years in state agencies, and and I know that many of them simply don't have the opportunities to get the training that will help them be successful in their jobs at different levels as they advance throughout their careers. The state agencies just don't have the capacity for those sorts of things, and AFS is a great source for that. But AFS working with all these other partners is even a greater way of delivering this so that we can benefit from all the expertise that's out there and present their classes to our members as well as the classes that we put on to others, take good classes that AFS has done in one chapter or division yeah. and share those with others. So this is really a cool development. And I think I think it will transform how we do this. I, I really think so. So that's exciting. And I think yeah. it will create some new benefits for all of our members. Oh, that's very exciting. That sounds great. Thank you. Let me just talk about a couple other things while we're sure. we have some time here. So, I mean, one of the one of the other things is our publishing, our journals, and our books. And uh, we're just ending the moving into the last year of a seven year contract with Wiley, who's been a great partner with us. Okay. But the publishing industry is changing. It's uh, the whole open access issue is going to cause huge changes in how we work with our publisher how our authors and readers engage with the journals in terms of you know, the payment process, those sorts of things. It's going to go from a subscriber pain sort of approach, which is how we've worked in the past, to an author pain through the open access fees, those sorts of things. And that's going to change the, the dynamics of the finances that we have with our publisher because AFS gets about 20, 25% of its budget from the journals process. And so we're working on that whole effort right now to 
you know, work towards a new contract with maybe the same publisher, maybe a new publisher. Mm. We don't know how that'll play out, but it'll change things for us. And that's really a little bit scary at times, Yeah. but also can lead to some new opportunities. Looking at new journals, looking at working with other partners, trying to help redefine our journals continually to ensure that they're addressing the needs. And then there's the books. You know, AFS is probably the largest publisher in the world of fisheries books, which isn't saying much because there's not a lot of other publishers out there that focus on fisheries books. But but that's impressive some... to be able to say that, that AFS is. is the largest fisheries book publisher. Yeah, and I don't I don't have any evidence to support that, but um, <laughs> there's just not a lot else out there. But the thing that's unique about AFS is we publish books that probably other publishers would never look at because the readership is too limited. There's not a lot of people that are going to read you know, a book on techniques of aging fish using scales and otoliths and rays, you know, uh, calcified parts, things like that. You know, it's just a relatively limited readership. AFS can be the one that publishes those in a way that makes sense for our members, but isn't seen by major publishers as a source of revenue for them. They just can't make that work. So we really encourage people to look at publishing with AFS. We're increasing our our ability to market books. We're getting them out better to our members and, and other readers. And I think there's some really neat opportunities for us to work with new authors to write books and journal articles, of course, for AFS as well. So some really fun things going on with that come down the pipeline. Definitely. That's exciting. Thank you. Okay. So thank you, Doug, for taking a couple minutes out this morning to talk to us. So before you go, a couple of rapid fire questions that going to ask you and hopefully we'll try to do this for all of the guests on the podcast so first favorite fish to catch favorite it's it's got to be smallmouth bass because they're right in my backyard and they're a blast and they're just beautiful fish okay very cool and favorite afs meeting that you've been to wow that's a tough one Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've been to a lot um anchorage was really cool just because we got to do a lot of fun things in association with that trip but the first meeting I was at was um, Hilton Head, South Carolina, and that was probably the most momentous one because it got me involved in AFS, and that would have been back in the early 1980s sometime. So that was a cool one as well. That's awesome. So I've been, I've been around to a lot of meetings, but not as many as some people like Brian Murphy who have been to like 50-some on in a row, but <laughs> they are really uh, neat events, and I've enjoyed a lot of them. That's awesome. And what's on your travel, or where, I suppose, is on your travel bucket list, related to fisheries or otherwise? Well, that's a pretty easy one right now. Bristol Bay. Um, AFS has been involved in protecting Bristol Bay from the mining efforts that have been going on up there. And I think, you know, a lot of other partners, hundreds of partners have been involved in that. AFS has been one of them. But I've never been to Bristol Bay, Alaska It's got the world's largest sockeye salmon run. It's just supposed to be absolutely stunning, and it's just beautiful country. And that would be my bucket list of places to go to at the top of the list. There's there's a bunch of others, but that's one that that I need to do in the next couple of years. That's awesome. I'm uh, sitting here resisting the urge to pull up a map to figure out exactly where that is. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you. Again, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes to join us, and we're hoping that this is the first of a run of successful episodes. But uh, thanks, Doug, and um, thanks to all of you for listening. My pleasure, Lauren. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. And now it's AFS on the clock. Updates in less than 60 seconds. It's membership renewal time at the American Fisheries Society. 
visit the website and log into your profile to renew or join for 2024. Winter is in-person meeting season for many of the AFS chapters. If you go to a chapter meeting, remember to share your posts and photos with the greater AFS community. It's great seeing what's happening across the divisions. AFS is looking forward to hosting more webinars this year. The fisheries management section is kicking things off on January 9th with a session on standard sampling review. After that, on February 14th, we will be bringing you a webinar on native freshwater mussel research from a USGS team of researchers. Registration should be open soon, and we look forward to hearing your ideas for speakers for future webinar sessions. Hope to see you online. Finally, it's not too early to start thinking about the summer. AFS is currently seeking Hutton mentors for the 2024 cohort of students. Well, that's it for this first inaugural episode of the AFS Beneath the Surface podcast. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode, and we'd love to hear your suggestions for the future. You can find staff contact information on the AFS website, and we'll post links in the show notes. Until next time, thanks for listening from the American Fisheries Society. 